Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 76. Today our theme is thankful loyalty. And we see this in the new book we're starting today, the book of Ruth. It's a short story uh, written in the same time as the judges. And the main character, Ruth, is a, is a character who shows incredible thankfulness and loyalty to the people around her. And she experiences the generosity of others, which is a picture of the generosity as well of God. And it's the same thankful loyalty that we'll actually see later on in the book of Acts in chapter 3 that we read as well. And so let's begin today with the book of Ruth, Ruth chapter 1. During the time of the judges, there was a famine in the land of Judah. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah went to live as a resident foreigner in the region of Moab, along with his wife and two sons. Now the man's name was Elimelech, his wife was Naomi, and his two sons were Malon and Kilion. They were of the clan of Ephrah from Bethlehem in Judah. They entered the region of Moab and settled there. Sometime later, Naomi's husband, Elimelech, died, so she and her two sons were left alone. Both her sons married Moabite women. One was named Orpah and the other Ruth, and they continued to live there about ten years. Then Naomi's two sons, Malon and Kilion, also died. So the woman was left alone, bereaved of her two children as well as her husband. So she decided to return home from the region of Moab, accompanied by her daughters-in-law, because while she was living in Moab, she had heard that the Lord had shown concern for his people, reversing the famine by providing abundant crops. Now as she and her two daughters-in-law began to leave the place where she had been living to return to the land of Judah, Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Listen to me. Each of you should return to your mother's home. May the Lord show you the same kind of devotion that you have shown to your deceased husbands and to me. May the Lord enable each of you to find security in the home of a new husband. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they wept loudly. But they said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi replied, Go back home, my daughters. There is no reason for you to return to Judah with me. I am no longer capable of giving birth to sons who might become your husbands. Go back home, my daughters, for I am too old to get married again. Even if I had thought that there was hope that I could get married tonight and conceive sons, surely you would not want to wait until they were old enough to marry. Surely you would not remain unmarried all that time. No, my daughters, you must return with you must not return with me. For my intense suffering is too much for you to bear, for the Lord is afflicting me. Again they wept loudly. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung tightly to her. So Naomi said, Look, your sister-in-law is returning to her people and to her God. Follow your sister-in-law back home. But Ruth replied, Stop urging me to abandon you, for wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will become my people, and your God will become my God. Wherever you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I do not keep my promise. 
Only death will be able to separate me from you. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped trying to persuade her. So the two of them journeyed together until they arrived in Bethlehem. When they entered Bethlehem, the whole village was excited about their arrival. The women of the village said, Can this be Naomi? But she replied to them, Don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara, because the sovereign one has treated me very harshly. I left here full, but the Lord has caused me to return empty-handed. Why do you call me Naomi? Seeing that the Lord has opposed me, and the sovereign one has caused me to suffer. So Naomi returned, accompanied by her Moabite daughter-in-law, Ruth, who came back with her from the region of Moab. Now they arrived in Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side of the family named Boaz. He was a wealthy, prominent man from the clan of Elimelech. One day Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the field so I can gather grain behind whoever permits me to do so. Naomi replied, You may go, my daughter. So Ruth went and gathered grain in the fields behind the harvesters. Now she just happened to end up in the portion of the field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Now at that very moment, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters, saying, May the Lord be with you. They replied, May the Lord bless you. Boaz asked his servant in charge of the harvesters, To whom does this young woman belong? The servant in charge of the harvesters replied, She's the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the region of Moab. She asked, May I follow the harvesters and gather grain among the bundles? Since she arrived, she has been working hard from this morning until now, except for sitting in the resting and resting but a short while. So Boaz said to Ruth, Listen carefully, my dear. Do not leave to gather grain in another field. You need not go beyond the limits of this field. You may go along beside my female workers. Take note of the field where the men are harvesting and follow behind them with the female workers. I will tell the men to leave you alone. When you are thirsty, you may go to the water jars and drink some of the water the servants draw. Ruth knelt before him with her forehead to the ground and said to him, Why are you so kind and so attentive to me even though I am a foreigner? Boaz replied to her, I have been given a full report of all that you have done for your mother-in-law following the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother, as well as your homeland, and came to live among people you did not know previously. May the Lord reward your efforts. May your acts of kindness be repaid fully by the Lord God of Israel, from whom you have sought protection. She said, You really are being kind to me, sir, for you have reassured and encouraged me your servant even though I will never be like one of your servants. Later, during the mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come here and have some food. Dip your bread in the vinegar. So she sat down beside the harvesters. Then he handed her some roasted grain. She ate until she was full and saved the rest. When she got up to gather grain, Boaz told his male servants, Let her gather grain even among the bundles. Don't chase her off. Make sure you pull out some of the ears of grain for her and drop them so she can gather them up. Don't tell her not to. So she gathered grain in the field until evening. When she threshed what she had gathered, it came to about 30 pounds of barley. She carried it back to town, and her mother-in-law saw how much grain she had gathered. Then Ruth gave her the roasted grain she had saved from the mealtime. Her mother-in-law asked her, Where did you gather grain today? Where did you work? May the one who took notice of you be rewarded. 
So Ruth told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked. She said, The name of the man with whom I work today is Boaz. Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, May he be rewarded by the Lord because he has shown loyalty to the living on behalf of the dead. Then Naomi said to her, This man is a close relative of ours. He is our guardian. Ruth the Moabite replied, He even told me, You may go along beside my servants until they have finished gathering all my harvest. Naomi then said to her daughter-in-law, Ruth, It is good, my daughter, that you should go to work with his female servants. That way you will not be harmed, which could happen in another field. So Ruth worked beside Boaz's female servants, gathering grain until the end of the barley harvest, as well as the wheat harvest. After that, she stayed home with her mother-in-law. So here we have the first half of the story of Ruth, and we see this incredible thankfulness and loyalty in her, a thankful loyalty, which we actually get to see as well in the story we're going to read from the book of Acts. And so let's continue by reading Acts chapter 3. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time for prayer at three o'clock in the afternoon, and a man lame from birth was being carried up, who was placed at the temple gate called the Beautiful Gate every day so he could beg for money from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple courts, he asked them for money. Peter looked directly at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. So the man paid attention to them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, stand up and walk. Then Peter took hold of him by the right hand and raised him up, and at once the man's feet and ankles were made strong. He jumped up, stood, and began walking around, and he entered the temple courts with them, walking and leaping and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God, and they recognized him as the man who used to sit and ask for donations at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with astonishment and amazement at what had happened to him. While the man was hanging on to Peter and John, all the people, completely astounded, ran together, ran together to them in the covered walkway called Solomon's portico. When Peter saw this, he declared to the people, saying, Men of Israel, why are you amazed at this? Why do you stare at us as if we had made this man walk by our own power or piety? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our forefathers, has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate after he had decided to release him. But you rejected the Holy and Righteous One and asked that a man who is a murderer be released to you. You killed the originator of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this fact we are witnesses. And on the basis of faith in Jesus' name, his very name was made, has made this man, whom you now see and know, strong. The faith that is through Jesus has given him this complete health in the presence of you all. And now, brothers, I know you acted in ignorance, as your rulers did too. But the things God foretold long ago through all the prophets, that his Christ would suffer, he has fulfilled in this way. Therefore, repent and turn back so that your sins may be wiped out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and so that he may send the Messiah appointed for you, that is, Jesus. This one heaven must receive until the time all things are restored, which God declared from times long ago through his holy prophets. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your brothers. You must obey him in everything he tells you. Every person who does not obey that prophet will be destroyed and thus removed from the people. 
And all the prophets from Samuel and those who followed him have spoken about and announced these days. You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God made with your ancestors, saying to Abraham, And in your descendants, in all the nations of the earth, all the nations will be blessed. God raised up his servant and sent him first to you, to bless you by turning each one of you from your iniquities. And so we have this incredible message given to us that Peter and John are proclaiming to the people that there's a God who is loyal to disloyal people like us in order to make us loyal, to make us people who would be changed so dramatically that we would be healed and restored, not just physically, but spiritually, changed into new people, loyally following and trusting in God and becoming his loyal, faithful followers, doing what he commands, serving him with love, and doing so all with grateful thankfulness. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music.